you could have had something nice, but you fucked it for yourself. And there we have the opening of the Deleted Scenes podcast. Well done, mate. That should be our mantra. I know, yeah. We should have that at the start of every... Just have it on the website and maybe scramble. You could have had it nice, but you fucked it for yourself. Good morning, Vietnam! I love the smell of my pub in the morning. Obviously, neither of you have been to the cinema since the last time I spoke to you. Have you been watching much filmage on TV or is it more like streaming box sets or you've been reading books? What have you been catching up with, Simi? I, I think I've said this before, actually. Um, I'm not a massive film fan in the house. I love the cinema. And I was making a downfall when it comes to recommendations because I'll put everything on my list. And I forget to get around to it. I just I find it difficult to sit down and watch a film. Like a bunch of, I can binge a box set, but not so much a film. It's weird kind of logic I have. Mm. It's a shame because some stuff, some good stuff on Amazon Prime I really want to see. But I have just finished season fourteen of Supernatural, which has been shown on E4 pretty much the whole time this pandemic's been going on. It's quite, it's quite funny. But have you any's watched Supernatural? Seen a couple of seasons of it and then fell away from it. Yeah. I mean, it's on season fourteen, so if you're ever going to give it a chance, it's a bit of an investment you're talking about 20 episodes per season yeah it was good though i mean this is a, a show remember about season 10 started to fall off a cliff and it was like okay it's, it's, it really is kind of just kind of treading water here but it did pick back up and it has got really good again so i'm glad i stuck with it i enjoyed that and season 15 is on america and i think it's been renewed again so i have no idea when this show's finishing <laughs> if it ever will but these two actors have been in this role for the last 15 years I feel like this is something that's totally... I don't even know who's in it. I feel like it's passed me by and it's obviously popular because it's on season 14. You won't know anybody from it because all they've been allowed to do is this show. <laughs> last Fair enough. No. Uh, Jeff, Jeff McBean Morgan was in the first season for a bit. All right, okay. Uh, but basically, it's about two brothers, the Winchester brothers, and their dad, played by Jeff McBean Morgan, goes missing. And then right. they discover he's a demon hunter. So they go looking for him and, and turn kill monsters along the way. And... It's really good. I mean, it's, I think, more kind of the vein of like Buffy and Angel. But a okay. wee bit darker, but a wee bit darker, a wee bit darker. Pretty good show. It's it's pure pop culture and it's references and stuff like that. It's it's great. It's a lot of fun. Very easy to watch. Very just popcorn TV. Yeah, no, that sounds good. That sounds good. Anything else? Or have you spent yeah, all um, your time just committing to 20 episodes? Of... <laughs> no, it will cut week to week. That's like a wee weekly show. But... I have been rewatching. Oh, that's nice. You got your B soaps. I'm Monday morning before work. I'm gonna finish, sit with my breakfast of that, and coffee, and watch Supernatural. Uh, I've not been watching anything new, but I have been rewatching Sopranos again. I didn't hear what you said, Tom. So I'm gonna talk fast. The guy you're looking for is an ex-commando. He killed 16 Chechen rebels single-handed. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, nice, Tom. Huh? He was with the Interior Ministry. Guys, I've got a Russian green beret. This guy cannot come back to tell this story. You understand? I hear you. There is, Paulie. Oh? Oh, you there? Fuck! Call me back! You're not gonna believe this. He killed 16 Czechoslovakians. Guy was an interior decorator. This house looked like shit. 
because the missus hasn't seen it, so I don't know how many times this has been. Like, I've never seen it, so we're watching it for the first time on season three just now, and I'm like, oh my god, I don't know what's going to happen. And she's enjoying it, which is good, so I would have been concerned if we had watched it, and she didn't like it to be okay. Grounds for interesting chats. Christopher Moltisanti was my big crush. I used to love him. I thought he was so handsome. He's done a podcast just now with, I can't remember the actor's name, but he played Bobby Bacala in The Sopranos. Right. And they're doing a, kind of a weekly watch-along type thing. And I yeah. listened to bits of them, and it's pretty cool that the two of them come across really, really well. So oh, that sounds I'll amazing. I'll, I'll need to get back into that now that I'm actually re-watching it properly. But yeah, yeah I'm watching that. Um, I've been. I just finished the Chalk Man the other day by C.J. Chudder. Don't know if you've heard of it. It's a kind of. It's, it, it got a lot of hype. I think it was last year. It's about a guy who receives a chalk drawing and a stick figure, and it reminds him of a childhood game he went and played 30 years ago. But mm-hmm. it's kind of told partly in the past, partly in the present. And it flicks back and forth. It's got a very kind of stand by me vibe to it at times, and. For quite a short book, there's a lot going on in it. There's a lot of plot points. I just didn't feel they all kind of tied up in the end. And it's a, decent, it's a good enough book, but at the end, I was kind of like, I, I can't even really see anything for me. A spoiler, that's a thing. So I might see okay. it off camera if you're interested in what kind of bugged me about it. But it was okay. Um, I don't know if I mentioned this last time, but I finished The Sandman by Neil Gaiman. Oh, no, I, I didn't mention it. No. 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 The graphic novel series. I started collecting it a couple of years ago. Because uh, I've always just wanted to read it and it's always passed me by. I, I know it's been in production a few times, but Netflix is apparently making a show. So I thought, well, I want to read yeah, it. Yeah, so I've heard, yeah. I see it and it's absolutely incredible. It's such an, I mean, the term epic fantasy is such a cliche. This is fucking epic. Kind of ties in so much kind of mythology and literature figures and things like that. Uh, like, bits, it's, the episode mm-hmm. would be William Shakespeare. And a Midsummer Night's Dream is an actual is an actual world that exists, and it's things like that. It's fucking, it's so vast. I think it's like a loving graphic novels of it, it's the, which is a core story, and it has like spin-offs and things like yeah. that. But it's it's very good. I would recommend it. And I was listening to Lemmy Lemmy's audiobook, The Comedian, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. To surprisingly down to earth and incredibly funny, and he narrates it, which is good, which makes a big difference. And it's dark. It's really really dark. It talks about his problems with alcohol, his suicidal thoughts and things like that. But it's also very funny as well because he's got that kind of uh, dark humour. So he manages to say stuff in a way that makes you laugh, even though it's, supposed, it's not supposed to be funny. But it's very honest. It's, it's a very honest autobiography. He doesn't pull any punches with himself in it. And I must admit, I don't find his comedy that funny. Like, I don't he's... get it. I just, it doesn't, I've never watched a no. programme where I've like, it's really made me laugh. The only thing that I've found funny is the that fucking accent sketch Aye. with the Edinburgh and Glasgow thing. But apart from that, like, oh, I just don't find him funny. But I know he is very popular. And I know from, because he was at the I Write, was it last mm-hmm. year, talking about his book. And people did say it was an incredible book. And it was, you know, as you said, extremely honest. So I'd be interested to read it. But I just, his comedy show is not for me. No, and I get that because he it, it, it can be very... He's, he's a very acquired taste, his comedy. I think the guy's an absolute genius, but I could find myself watching one of his shows for like 30 minutes and laugh once. But that one time I laugh, I am cry laughing. Yeah. You know, there's, there's, okay. never, there's never an episode I'll watch where I'll watch, I think, there's actually one episode I remember I finished and thought to myself, that was really poor, that was weak. And the next day in work, I was talking to my mates saying, 
the torture last night. I wasn't very good, was it? And then we started talking about the sketches and the tours from hysterics for the rest of the day. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's a very strange kind of comedy it does, but aye. Yeah, his book is good. It's very interesting. Are you a fan? I'd recommend Do you it. Watch, yeah, let me. I have, yeah. I've watched quite a lot of his stuff. He's, he's, he does quite the, the wee sort of limmy shows he's doing from his living room. He's done done them over the last couple of years are particularly good. I like the, the techno nursery rhymes that he mm-hmm. was doing as well. That was just fantastic. <laughs> I just, if, yeah, you have to see that to believe it because see, when you see it once, you're just be laughing all day after that. It's just brilliant. I'm still, I'm still laughing. <laughs> I was you quite many, but see his vines. He used to do, they were the best thing ever. About seven seconds long and about, mm-hmm. they're unbelievable. And every so often you get one, it's like they're rubbish, but every so often you get total, just sheer gold. And about seven seconds. So they're on the real good tax on your time. Whatever yeah. happened to Vine? It, it went and died. But isn't TikTok just basically like Vine for teenagers now? Yeah, but that's getting She says it sounded like 4,000 years old. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that TikTok that the kids, kids are playing these days, yeah. Regarding the TikTok thing, actually. Um, uh-huh. Talk about fucking, it's been like 4,000. I uh, downloaded TikTok mm-hmm. and I had no idea how to use it. <laughs> I'm looking at it going, like, how can this be so difficult? You're just watching videos. But the interface for the thing, it's like, I have no idea how this app works. Mm. So I that. <laughs> yep. I've no, I didn't even download it because I thought, nah, not gonna, I'm not going to dance. I'm not dancing. No, thank you. You say that, but you also say you're in the I mean, podcast either. So. Yeah, right enough. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I really shouldn't say anything for definite, should I? John will be dabbing. Oh. <laughs> God, yeah. Yeah. John John Dabbins Dabbins till 2016. <laughs> just, well, it's just right for me catching up with it then, isn't it? <laughs> Sorry, John, your intellectual choices or your trashy well, choices from the past couple of years. My trashy choices. I watched the first two Nolan Batmans, plan to watch the next one some point over the next week before Tenant comes out. I also watched the Deep Blue Sea trilogy. Now, do you remember Deep Blue Sea from 1999, the Sharks with Enhanced Brains film? Yeah. With Samuel L. Jackson and various people. Thomas Jane was in it. Yes, that's right. Yeah, he was the the action hero guy in it. Well, there's now been three films in the franchise. One 2018, which was terrible, and one from this year, which is actually a pretty good movie. It's a pretty good Sharks with Brains movie, but it does something slightly different to the first two. The first, second one is exactly the same as the first one. They make all the same mistakes, but this one is slightly different in that it's not set on a research facility or anything. Acting can be a wee bit ropey, but the effects and the actual action in it's pretty good. I was quite impressed by it, which was not too bad. I also watched Game Night, the comedy about, yeah, which is just fantastic. That's a, that's a really, really funny film. I watched that last week. I hadn't seen it for ages and it was just really good. Also watched The Old Guard, which has been in my queue for a wee while. I have the new one. And? I think she has potential. <laughs> See, you're already healing faster. You're going to do great. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a very good film. There's a certain element of world building in it, but it mm-hmm. doesn't really take up too much time in the film. There's a, a self-contained story in there, so I think it's good, and I certainly hope there'll be other films in the, the series as well, because there's plenty of story to tell there. Have either of you seen that one yet? No, it's on the list. I thought no, I was going to watch it. If, if we're going to review it, I would watch it, otherwise I probably wouldn't get around mm. to it. Uh, I think it'd make a pretty decent review. There's quite there's a reasonable amount of talking points in it, so I think we could we could possibly do something like that, but since 
cinemas in Scotland are going to start opening, maybe not. We'll have other things to look at, maybe. What else? Watched Ocean's 8 again, which, crime caper, stealing jewels, lots of women, dresses. Yep, can't go wrong. And I watched Hamilton Is that like a well. checklist for movies that you watch? Just like it's, jewels, dresses, yeah. women? Yep. <laughs> and that's where it stops. You can admire all of those. <laughs> it just stops it. You don't need anything else. Grant Hamilton. I loved Hamilton. I thought it was fantastic. Loved it from start to finish. Just it was, I kind of thought it was probably a bit overhyped just because everybody that you talk to says it's brilliant. You'll love it. It's really good. You know, it's almost like a, a reaction to it. So, oh, well, yeah. I wouldn't like it then, you know. But, yeah, it's, it's everything everybody said about it. It's just fantastic. I mean, it didn't feel like three hours worth of entertainment. It passed so quickly. And it's so clever as well, the way that they stage everything and all the, the songs. or something like 47 songs in it or something like that. It's just amazing. Just perfect piece of work. Telly-wise, I watched Spaced, which oh, is yay! excellent. Oh, it's God, I'm so happy. really good. Yeah, it's brilliant. Really loved it. I watched the first season of it. I'm saving the second season because I'm going to savour it because I watched the first season in about a day. Just watched them yeah. one after the other and just sat there pissing myself laughing all the way through it. It was brilliant. Loved all the references and everything. And all there was lots of wee sort of cameos from sort of actors who were sort of up and coming at the time. There's more mm-hmm. established now. And it was just brilliant. Yeah, really, really funny. Really Such good. Cracking show. Yeah. Season two is great as well. Yeah. yeah uh, well, that's that'll be for next week or the week after. Also, been watching Hunters, the Amazon Prime. Oh, yeah. I'm working my way think? through that as well. Yeah. Again, it's mental. It's really, really yeah. out there, and it's really good. Really enjoyed it. I really like Al Pacino as a, a a wise old Jewish man, and I know he got a lot of pelters yeah. for that because you know he's not supposed to play. He's not supposed to act in a different accent. You know, he's supposed to stick yeah. to being Italian. But yeah, uh, it was really good. And this week, it's mostly been about Grey's Anatomy. I've been watching Grey's Anatomy since it started. It's on season 16 now. And (laughs) (laughs) I binged season 16 in five days, which is not bad going since it's 21 episodes in the season. It's uh, I love medical dramas. I always have. And that's been my go-to one for, well, 16 years now. And I hadn't watched it and I had it all recorded and thought, yep. Just need to get totally tore into it. And it's it's a soap opera with very sort of high production values. It's all the usual stuff. People are sleeping with other people. And, you know, obviously you've got the added element of maybe like a, like a plane crash or a car falling on somebody or whatever, you know, something like that. But yeah. really enjoyed it. Really, really good. Uh, it's one of these shows that you think is going to dip, but it comes back and comes back and comes back, you know, and it, it does all the same sort of stories. But yeah. Love it a bit. It's great. Okay, on the book front, I've been reading the 007 Diaries, which is Roger Moore's diaries from Live and Let Die, the first Bond film that he starred in. He was asked by the production company Eon to do a diary at the time. I don't know if they were going to serialise it or bring it out as a book, but it came out as a book to tie in with the film getting released. And it was reprinted a couple of years ago. And it's fascinating because for a book that's supposed to up the production and make it look as if everything's brilliant, he has a right moan about a lot of things in a a good sort of natured way. You know, the fact that the production was beset with problems because they were filming in New Orleans and the surrounding areas and the, the weather there isn't exactly temperate, shall we say. There's always extremes and obviously there's all sorts of problems with productions and things. And he's quite frank about what's going on and... But he's also got a really, really 
keen sense of humour as well for something. I mean, he, he makes a point of pointing out that the production had been going for nearly two weeks before he actually said a line of dialogue. And he was, he was really, he didn't feel like James Bond for the first two weeks because all he was doing was stunts and things like that. So, but it's a really good read. It's just, as I say, it's in a diary form. So it's just like on a day by day basis. It's excellent we read. And that's pretty much it. There's been other stuff, obviously, but that's probably been the highlights for me over the last couple of weeks. Sounds good. That double seven diary sounds really interesting. It does. I, yeah. will, I will give it to you after I've finished it. Thank you. That's socially distant. You'll like leave the book in the middle of the road and I'll cross over to get it. And... Yeah. Well, yeah, I'll disinfect and set it in fire and then you can come out and collect it. <laughs> I did a podcast in a few weeks ago where George was like, Mary, turn round, you turn round, it'll be on your windy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be good. That would be good. Just leaving yeah, it like the milk tray, man. Not, not John appearing at like the second floor of my house because quite how you could manage that, that would be, truly would be a feat. Um, oh, yeah, to, it would to be. Read it would be good. Fine. <laughs> It'll be more than one foot. <laughs> dad jokes, dad jokes. Um, I'm trying to think. I've watched that. Is it Selling Fear? Is that what it's called? The one that you recommended, Sammy, the documentary about the mafia? Yes. City of Fear, was it called? City of Fear, that's it. People once called New York Fun City. Now the police are calling it Fear City. In the 70s, city of New York was owned by the mob. We were untouchable. I didn't feel New York was mine for the taking. I thought we already took it. They had judges they put on the bench. They controlled restaurants, the docks, the ships, hospitals, and go on rock. It was total anarchy. You knew if you didn't pay on time, they'd bend your leg and stuff it in your pocket. That was really good. That was only three, that was like three episodes or something, so you could just fly through that. It was quite interesting. Um, I also watched the Natalie Wood documentary, which like is that kind of made me think about things in a different way because obviously the rumours have been swirling about how she died for years, and it kind of did sort of clear things up and make it seem quite not straightforward what happened. But Robert Wagner certainly seems to think that it was a result of her being drunk and having an accident because she overheard him and Christopher Walken having a fight. So it was interesting. It was sort of told from the perspective of her children, who clearly absolutely adore Robert Wagner. So it makes me think that he must be innocent of all charges if they're still in his life and, you know, considering my father. I watched The Looming Tower on Amazon Prime, starring Jeff Daniels. Yes. Have you seen that? What do you think? No, well, I've read the book and right. I've I started watching the show and I was enjoying it, but it was one of those things I fell away from it one day and just never got back to it. Mm-hmm. Now, I binged it over a few nights. It really just fucked me off more than anything else because basically the CIA were just in a pissing contest with the FBI and if they just, you know, put on their big boy pants and, and shared the information that they had, literally they're suggesting that the, the Twin Towers attacks might not have happened. So it's quite a shocking series, but I thought Jeff Daniels was, was great in it. If you like the show, I would recommend the book. It's written by Lauren Yeah, it's, on, it's on my Amazon list yeah. now because I do quite fancy reading about it. Yeah, um, it was Lauren Strait that did it, who wrote, also wrote Going Clear, the Scientology. Oh, uh, right, okay, yeah. So if you can imagine his kind of writing style and how kind of deep it delves into it, I read yeah. the Lemon Tower. Uh, I think it was a Kindle deal or something I went and got a couple of years ago. Right. And I was just totally like, I could not put this book down. And I was the same mm-hmm. as you. I was getting angry as I was reading it. So I will yeah. go back and watch it, finish the show at some point, actually, because I was enjoying it. Yeah, no, it was. It was really, as I say, it just kind of, it just made me angry and just sort of pissed. And like, Peter Sarsgaard, I mean, he's great in it. He's just playing a yeah. total dick, but he's, he's really, really good in it. Yeah, I finished Mrs. America as well. So 
I was like, fuck you to Phyllis Schlafly at the end of that because it was just total like mic drop feminist of one get it right fucking up your moment at the end of it so I was quite chuffed with that and film wise oh I went to see Back to the Future at Loch Lomond Drive-In and that was amazing I have never seen that on a cinema screen and I already aged myself by singing along to Huey Lewis and the news and there was like children in the cars around who'd obviously never heard this song before but you know it was amazing it's aged really well as a film and it's just you know it's plot super straightforward it's really well acted it's funny there's a lot of sort of nudge nudge wink wink and it's just it's just a brilliant film. There's like nothing you could complain about with it. It's so good. It's just total nostalgia watching it. I love it. So you, if you get it, obviously everyone's seen it. Yeah. It doesn't go to be one yeah. of those moments where John reveals that it's too lowbrow for him or something. <laughs> <laughs> nope, nope, seen it. I think I've seen them all at the cinema, actually. Oh, have you? Yeah, I think so. Because they, they re-ran them years and years ago. They, they, they showed all three of them. I think it was when we still had an Odeon in the centre of Glasgow. And they showed mm-hmm. them on the screen there because... They were doing that sort of thing occasionally. And they showed the whole trilogy, yeah. which was excellent. It was really good. Yeah, it's a great film. Great, great trilogy, I love them all. I think they're all mm-hmm. brilliant. I don't think there's a weak yeah. movie in that entire series. No, I think it's just it's so so well acted and just yeah, just they're, they're like the special effects and stuff like that they use as well are very minimal. So you don't look at it and go, Oh, that's aged really badly. It's just you know, it's just kind of right amount. But that's all I've really watched. Reading wise, fired through If I Had Your Face by Francis Cha, which is a sort of social commentary on like plastic surgery and social class in Korea, which was really interesting and basically it kind of confirms a lot of things that you've maybe seen in like Bong Joon Ho movies about like it being really hard to sort of penetrate other classes. It's like you're kind of assigned to a class and that's it. I've also read The Recovery of Rose Gold by Stephanie Robel, which is a kind of revenge story about a mother and daughter where the mother was basically poisoning the daughter and making her think she was sick for years and the sort of daughter goes out for revenge. It's total cheesy, but an easy read. And I've also read The Kitchen House by Kathleen Grissom, which is about a plantation in the Deep South and an Irish girl who is basically made to become a slave and her experience in comparison to obviously the African-Americans that were working in the house at the same time. But that was a really interesting read. It was really good. You've been reading a lot of kind of depressing and deep stuff. Honestly, like I don't think I own an upbeat book. It's almost as bad as my Blu-ray collection. Like it's totally devoid of any comedy. I don't know why I do it to myself. (laughs) Obviously a very sombre and serious person. That's what it is. Yes. So, have you booked tickets to go to see Tenet yet? No. Yes. Yeah, I'm trying to convince Jen to go. I'm trying to convince her to go. I asked her yesterday, do you want to go and see this? And she's, she's not cool about going to the cinema. But at mm-hmm. the same time, she doesn't want me to go, the footer. Yeah. She wants to see it. So, it's, it's a, I mean, I kind of stalemate mode type of I'm trying to explain to her. I can't wait a week or two until this film comes out. Yeah. I need to see it in the open week. Yeah, it'll be all over the internet. Yep. It yes. doesn't look and as I if the, yesterday. doesn't look as if the Glasgow IMAX is open though. No. It looks as if it's Silverburn oh. and Renfrew Street, Sydney Worlds that are open, but the Parkhead isn't open and it doesn't look as if the IMAX. They just went they weren't listed at all, so I'm assuming yeah. that they're just going to be open. I, I know there's cinemas around the country that still haven't opened part of the Sunny World chain. It's got to do with their procedures and everything, how they can implement them in some of these cinemas i would imagine that the well the imax one would be okay because there's a way in and a way out you don't meet Mm -hmm. people anymore you know but yeah i can imagine it could be a bit awkward so where will you guys go i want to go to town or silverburn it takes me about 20 minutes to drive silverburn it's not a hassle Mm -hmm. at all 
Yeah, probably just for the town for me, I'll go to the Renfrew Street one. Do you um, think the Forge will reopen the cinema I th- there? I think so, because the it's always really quiet, apart from weekends. So mm. they won't have to get that many punters through the door to actually get up to the levels they were at anyway. So, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, I think it will. I think they'll try and open them all because they'll be wanting to start making money again and so because there will be a demand for it because there was always people popping in to that it's cinema a, i know it wasn't busy a, yeah it's not the comfiest cinema it's, it's, it's compared to it's our burning that it's not the best but no. it's so convenient yes it's exactly, so convenient. Yeah. well i can get there from my desk at work to there in 25 minutes i can be sitting down in front of a, a in front of a movie so yeah that's yeah. it's pretty good you know so, yeah, you yeah. you could basically leave my desk uh, half free for the half free screening. Yeah, exactly. And get yeah. time for uh-huh. the film starting. Yep, yep. Twenty eight minutes later, you're sitting there wondering why the the floor's sticky, but not really bothering yeah. too much. <laughs> I'm just uh, I'm just grateful that Sunny Worlds have said that. Sure, you have to wear your masks in the foyer and stuff like that, but you can take them off in the screen because honestly, I know you had recommended that tape, but the glasses problems were becoming like ridiculous any time I was having to wear the mask with them. So I'm quite glad that you're allowed to just lower it for, you know, consuming beverages, etc. while watching the film because that will save me a lot of... I didn't see that film because my glasses were completely covered. <laughs> yeah, and they've, they've got aircon systems in the Cineworld cinemas anyway, so that kind of helps with the, the airflow and everything. So yeah. it'll, I'll be interested to see what it's going to be like in terms of the seating though because apparently yeah. they weren't doing it every other row it's you had they were implementing distancing in the same row but maybe not before in front of you and behind you which no, should be when i went on to book the every other row was grayed out ah, the, right, only right. Sort of, the only sort of bit of confusion was i was trying to book two seats together and it kept saying i couldn't have them because there wasn't three seats between me and the other uh, other people who'd booked so that was a bit confusing because it wasn't graying out the seats that were being used for social distancing but every other row was gray when i booked uh, they won't be graying those out in case there's a number of people where initially if you, you might have four or five people booking a, yeah. Yeah, it's, a strange, yeah. just, it's a strange one how they're going to have to allow people to book first and then social distance later yes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think I'll, I'll try and get and see it, but I don't know if I'll get to see it the opening weekend, to be perfectly honest, but it won't be very long after that. I might wait for the, like, the Monday or the Tuesday after that, too. Or in fact, is it, it's opening on a Wednesday or something? It's opening on a Wednesday, yeah. I want yeah. to see it within that week, at least put it that way. Yes, because uh, I think it's one we will yeah. definitely be talking about. Definitely. If only to piss off Americans, so we can put a few yeah, spoilers in there, yeah. you know, just to annoy them, you know. See, see if you'd worn a mask. We wouldn't be telling you this. I'm going on a Friday. <laughs> they're they're so. all dead. <laughs> the sixth sense has come to life. <laughs> yeah, so it'd be interesting to see what else is coming out as well in the cinemas over the next Yeah, well, Blumhouse have got about four films coming out soon as well, apparently, which I am buzzing about. I don't even know what they are. I'm just so happy. <laughs> Please take that out. Don't have just a clip of me saying I like violence, actually. <laughs> I need to stop. Engage brain. Yeah. Could you could um, you work in a wee Nazi thing there so you could say <laughs> I'm a Nazi I like violence or something like that you know? You know I was listening to our deleted scenes earlier and it was like John was saying he was looking for some sort of like Nazi eye test gift for me because I was yeah. and I was howling laughing at that as well honestly you guys absolutely cracked me up. German expressionist violence. <laughs> and now we've got the phrase Nazi eye test that we can put oh, in as well. No. <laughs> 
I'm really going to mention about uh, the backlash against Nosferatu for its anti-Semitic themes, okay? I am well aware of that because of certain elements of his facial features. I'm well aware. I don't You're not supposed to mention it though, maybe. I just thought you were alluding to it, so I just thought I would clarify that I'm aware of him. trying to help the Doty scenes here for you. Thanks. You know, I found it for the first time. What's that? Do you know that uh, Netflix noise? Yes. That's from House of Cards. Oh, right, okay. Did not know that. There's a trailer for House of Cards and Frank Underwood goes on the desk. Right, yeah, makes sense. Obviously, they're not wanting to publicise that at all. Oh, I can see why I was swept under the rug. Yeah. I found out a wee while, it was ages ago, I found out, see the music for, was it Windows 95? It was written by Brian Eno. It's like six seconds or something, and they commissioned oh. him to write it. Which I, I, yeah, I just, I just thought that was incredible that they would, you know, get a, like a, a named composer in to actually do something like that. Just yeah. think of the money he must have made from it as well for composing six seconds of music. No, I wonder what kind of contract he's got. Where, what if he can't pay about a flat fee to get some royalties every time? Oh no, he'll be in royalties definitely. Yeah, <laughs> every time somebody boots up, yeah. <laughs> See him roll a bit like a pile of gold. <laughs> Scrooge McDuck. <laughs> so I only watched this film for the first time like today. Well, it's only been out since 1922, so, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see much of a rush, to be fair. Yeah. There's actually the Criterion Criterion or BFI version of it on YouTube as well, I found it today. It's only yeah. been out for about two months or something, but it's a very good copy of it, so I gave it a watch again. Yeah. I seen the it was on YouTube the other day, but you're talking about the DVD. I thought as well getting the same one you've watched in case. Oh, absolutely, any... yeah. Well, that, that's the same version because there's a a version in Amazon Prime which is like a double bill with the cabinet of Dr Caligari, and it's dreadful. It's really bad. It's not remastered or anything. It looks as if it's ancient and it's really really poor. It doesn't have colours on it. You know how this one has various colours. It doesn't have that, and it's it's really difficult to actually see what's going on. Very sort of low resolution on it. Pretty much I unwatchable. I actually like that version. You think so? I, I thought it was pretty unwatchable. Yeah. Just couldn't get into it. I don't like the color wash. No. Well, no, we can talk like about it. that during the the film. Let, let's save that. Let's not make it podcast material for the, the bonus content. You know, we should save the gold for the actual show itself. <laughs> Calling that a show now. Can you believe that? I thought you were reviewing Nosferatu. <laughs> yes, in the bonus content. <laughs> All right, I need to go. Unfortunately, Mary's got a, yeah, a joiner right downstairs. Yeah, Aye. a man with a big tool. Yep. <laughs> yeah. oh, I'm, I'm glad. Yep. I'm glad I did not stop. I'm glad I did not stop recording there. Oh fuck! I thought you had. <laughs> Enjoy. Okay, I'll see you, Peter bastards, later. <laughs> All right. Bye.